Welcome back to the new and improved Friendly Geordies podcast. What has changed, might you ask? Well, absolutely nothing, except for the fact that we had the first meeting ever where they pretty much just said, all right, marketing team, what have you got for us? Do pretty much what you were doing before. It's just that maybe you just shuffle the politics at the beginning of it to keep you focused. Uh, so let's get into that, shall we? Um, politics. It's Big cl- topic. Don't want to get political. <laughs> they say you shouldn't do that around the dinner table. But, it's uh, called... Fact that this is a poker table, yeah. It's called optimization. That's the first segment. That's That was worth 10 grand, all right? <laughs> it's called optimization. Easily. It's called synergy. Triple, you know? It's called synergy, optimization. Uh, any other buzzwords? It's called... Radicalization, yeah. revamping. Revamping. Uh, <laughs> Fortitude valleyization. <laughs> All right, uh, where's the politics? Paradigm. We spoke, we had a meeting today. Where is the politics? Here it is, here it is. <laughs> First segment, the Jordan. soul of the show. <laughs> <laughs> you can't forget what the soul is. Do you, do you want to introduce this topic? New Daily presents new cash splash on blue carbon plibersec. Have you heard about this? This is actually a pretty cool story. That's why I'm in charge of introducing stuff, guys. Yeah. Because I have the same qualities as the guy on the radio for blind people that reads out the newspaper word for word. Can you you imagine having that job? What? Radio? Well, I suppose it's pretty easy to imagine. We just did it there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, all right. Well, the point is I wouldn't want it. Oh, right. Wasn't that your job for two years of your life? <laughs> I thought that was it your dream. Be. I thought that was your dream job. Not being on blind person radio. What's I was going for something a little more hip. The, dude, the di- what is the difference between radio and blind radio? Blind radio is them doing this. You ready? Yeah. This is the difference. Yeah. This actually might work. I think we'll actually increase the viewers if we Go put on. this on. Great, dude, great first political segment. <laughs> Jordan, I think... Hey, you, it's political. Jordan, I think you forgot that this yeah, is Sean an... Sean McAuliffe's man is hell's back. Yep, go I on. think you forgot that this is an audio medium. Why have I forgotten that? I'm the one carrying this whole Let's thing. Let's hear the distinction. The federal government will fund five new blue carbon projects around Australia and has also promised help for Pacific neighbours. Keep that in your mental bank. Environment Minister Tanya Plibersek has addressed delegates at the UN Oceanic Conference in Portugal, saying coastal ecosystems are crucial in the fight against climate change. And you know what would be really depressing? Let's go look at our numbers. Dropped. And they're up. <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> I told you that ten grand. I'm, pays just, for I'm just looking at friendly Geordies. I was just watching another video. What? What's the problem? What is blue cash splash? Oh, blue cat. You know about this, Ali? I do, but I want you to tell me. Tell oh, we'll gather around. All right, you be Gordon Ramsay for no, us on this radio no, show. No. That'd be sick. Don't Why Gordon not? Ramsay. Don't swear. Just Wait, what, what do you mean, be Gordon Ramsay? So My what reaction. you're doing, right, go this, this podcast, yeah, yeah. this podcast, you are watching us do our thing and tell us where we're going wrong. Can I say bloody? Yeah. Okay. Well, you just did. Well, I'm. A, may I? Yeah. Well, yes. Is that a How about this, Stig? Could you just bleep out all the air? <laughs> no, don't. Is this a swear word in your bloody country? Is it? It just doesn't have the same charm. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, haven't no, you no, seen no. those memes? But the thing is, you're bloody. No. You haven't seen that no. meme? Oh, dude, it's got, it's so funny. You haven't seen those two old Indian men fighting? No. Uh, we'll watch it after. Unless you're talking about swear. a blue steak, I'm not interested. <laughs> He's proud of that. Look at him taking that victory vape. <laughs> <laughs> victory vapes. Now, uh, you you just critique us, right. Chef Ramsay. Yeah. Right. We've been talking about this, but uh, Ali, apparently, Tanya Plibersek 
This is amazing. In the same week that Adam Bant is like just being like the flag's dirty, I'm getting rid of it. Oh wow, that's uh, sick. What a what a great environmental movement that is. Meanwhile, Tanya Plibersek, the ones that aren't environmentally focused enough has gone to a UN conference to announce that Australia is back in the game when it comes to the environment. Their goal is to become the global leader in conserving oceans and has come up with a bunch of blue carbon sinks, which is a sick move. All of those stoners that voted for the Greens saying that, oh, one don't understand... Uh, like labor just because uh, all I understand is just uh, there's like still coal plants that are open and so that's the they're not um, you know environmentally focused. She's talking about expanding seagrass across Australia. She's talking about good eating. Huh? Kelp, kelp is good eating. It's good eating. All right, it's good food. Go on. Good eating. Do you understand? I'm saying it's good produce. I'm trying to help your business. Well, see, the problem is I always thought that, you know, just mentioning seaweed is probably something that was just the customers like. That's that's what I thought That's about. what I'm saying. Right, right, right. Well, I think that that's something that we can put up on I'm the board as something that's positive about my restaurant. I'm agreeing with you. Good. Bloody hell. But how does that help climate change considering that, like... It would not nearly be enough. How much? How much? Do you know the multiplier thing? The, in economics, they use the term multiplier. That like, if you give a tax cut on this, what's the multiplying effect of it? What's the multiplier of blue uh, blue investment? Well, blue investment. The thing is, it does several things. First off, that's what's going to uh, save the Great Barrier Reef if you reinstall the mangroves across Queensland that have been decimated over the last but few like, decades. But like, isn't bleaching caused by runoff off the factories yeah. and stuff? Yeah, So uh, what are the mangroves going to do? They'll just mangroves just pesticides. suck all of that up. Pesticides. They act as a, a buffer zone between the two. So it actually, it's a giant filter. That's what mangroves are. So she's talking about reinstating that. She's talking about, uh, you know, uh, putting back what Labor had originally, which was 30% of Australia's oceans being uh, some kind of marine park. She's talking about world-changing events when it comes to the most neglected environment, which is, of course, the ocean. No one ever thinks about the ocean. She got a standing ovation at the UN conference pretty much by saying the Australian government has changed and everyone just lost it. And I've got to say... Even her announcing that her goal is to become a global leader in marine conservation That's what we is like. a bit of a difference from Susan Lay using the powers of the Federal Minister of the Environment to try and keep the Great Barrier Reef off the endangered list. That's what she spent her time doing. That's what she was... She would only go overseas to lobby and go, it's actually not that bad. I've got a nice photo. Pauline Hanson went there snorkelling once. She said she had a nice time. It's gone. Let it go. What, <laughs> the ocean? Let it go. Look, you're <laughs> surrounded by kangaroos. It's sustainable. Put it on your menu. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, hold that thought. That comes in the next segment. I'll hold it all day, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> but you know right, what? Right, you, you don't want to listen. Why the fuck am I here? Oh, no. Oh, oh, you can't. Oh. Impersonating without the Fs. Yeah, yeah don't. And Eve, is, is fuck even a bad word? Uh, no. no. It yes, is. it is. You know the answer to <laughs> it that. It is for Google. <laughs> and if anyone should know about Google, it's you, thick brain. 
how am I still in their good books? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, I wanted, I was, when I was reading that article and her talking about, I know I was literally just kind of questioning it, but I was sitting there with a heart on because the idea that you can replant these mangrove seaweed, and I was reading the effects of that are going to be amazing. There's going to be like, the fish diversity is going to blow up. Mm. Uh, it no, it obviously, it captures carbon. It'll be a, flooding is going to decrease because mangroves check on that. Yeah. Part of the reason why we get these flash flash flood is because we've taken away all of these mangroves. Mm. There's nothing filtering. It would be amazing. Imagine scuba diving in that environment. You'd be in heaven. Sounds nice. It's not the mangroves, yeah. but the no, part after the, the mangroves. But the mangroves are breeding ground for all of these different species. Yeah, but you don't look. You don't want to look at those things where it's those little shoals that you go to Centennial Park and you're like, what are they again? Oh, yeah, turtles eat them. That's what they look like there. But then when they go out to the coral reef, it'll be mad. Yeah, exactly. So Man. stop sh shitting on me over these very minor different points. Sorry, it's just we're talking about fish here. I'm clearly a fan. Mangroves? They're called mangoes. How long you been in Leeds for? You need to get out, son. Mangoes, travel a little. Just a, just a question, Chef. Where do you think the world ends? You seem to have this view that the entire, like a, a medieval man's view Leads kind of finishes at to Germany. Manchester. You're not going to beep and tell me London's part of the world. Not for me, sunshine. He's talking about the whole world. He's talking about oceans and everything. Deluded, yeah? <laughs> what, what, what has Australia, yeah, got shit to do with your restaurant Leeds, yeah? <laughs> You're serving trees. Christ's sake. It's chewy. <laughs> All right, enough the only of that. fish I'm interested, yeah, is the one that's going to be on the menu at six thirty tonight. <laughs> Get on it. Sorry, Ollie. I'm do you sorry. think? Do you think they'll be able to successfully do it? Of course they will. This is the whole point. Like people don't understand how powerful the Australian bureaucracy is if it's allowed to do things. This is the same point that I am hearing from Bowen's, uh, Bowen's department and Tanya Plibersek's department, all of these scientists gobsmacked that people actually want to listen to them now and are implementing their suggestions. They know far more about the environment than all of these people out there that are saying that the Labor Party's bad for the environment or whatever. They are currently implementing a bunch of things like, how's this for one, Ali? How's this? The big bureaucratic accomplishment of the Morrison-Turnbull-Abbott governments was creating the shadow government that is the Department of Home Affairs, which is just CIA down under, putting all of our federal police resources, all of our spyware, all of these uh, cyber agencies into one mega portfolio that Dutton controlled. Isn't this amazing? Albo turns around, says, bam, AFP, no longer part of the Department of Home Affairs. The Department of Home Affairs is to come up with a report on how climate change will affect the security of Australia. That's the first thing that I want you to do. And here's our super department. We're combining all of these departments together to make one giant climate change ministry while fucking Adam Bant is sitting there not standing behind the Australian flag. You know, like which of these two parties are making the big moves when it comes to the environment? Uh, Greens? Wrong <laughs> well, answer? It's called the but. parking meter party. Jesus. <laughs> Have you tried parking in central Sydney? It's a joke. 
Who's going to eat in your restaurant without ample parking? Well, okay, enough of, like, blowing smoke up uh, the Labour government's ass. What do you, so, you know, Biden is trying to launch this new uh, methane reduction policy. And one of the things that they're trying to do is by the year 2030, they want to get the <coughs> methane emissions down 30% to 2020 levels. How and are they going to do that? Well, I, I don't know. Well, uh, we just can, target whatever. Well, it's mo- it's, we're talking about cows, right? So we're basically talking about livestock. That's it. All local produce. A hundred countries have signed up to it. I'm guessing these are the countries that don't have a lot of livestock. But Australia obviously does. And uh, the Farmers Association in Australia is uh, saying to the Labour government, uh, don't, don't sign this shit. Yeah, but you know what I was thinking? This is probably an industry that you could attack. Because it's farmers. like the Farmers Association. Yeah, and how many of your members vote for the Labour Party? Oh, that's right. Zero. Wait, that's oh, a that's sorry. a very no representation. Yeah, that's you. a very problematic thing you've said. Are you saying that Labor should only do uh, should only fight for the interests of people that vote for them? Uh not officially. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, look, I think the um, there are ways. Luckily, the Farmers Association and because there a lot of them are really pro on uh, 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 emissions reduction because obviously it affects their crops. So they're saying that. We're, we'll look to work on this. We want to do this, but uh, don't sign anything in Yet. haste. Uh, let, let's work out. Because the, the farmers, Australian farmers, are actually really cool. Like, I know this is a weird thing to say, but they're always looking to innovate. They're always looking to, like, uh, become more and more efficient. You, I really... Because there's a lot of countries in the world that are kind of going down because they don't have that approach. So Yeah, but they're looking to innovate and be more efficient in growing huge monocrops. Yeah, but that's still an economic... But anyways, the point is, not. it's not just that. They're also working on a diet of cows to reduce methane emissions. And they're yeah, I'm actually, sure that'll reduce it by 30%. But what are you saying? So, like, we get... Because, you know, if we get rid of our livestock by, let's say, 30%, that not only puts us in food insecure environment, but it puts a lot of the world because we supply all of this shit. Yeah, That's no, why we no, no, no. But there's, there's very simple ways of doing it. It's just that they're slightly harder than the easiest possible option, which is to clear as much prime land as possible because it's a bit harder to put them on like subprime land. You just go straight into the rainforest. There you go. That thousand head of cattle right there. Oh, the land's getting shit again. Oh, well, we'll just go straight more into Dorigo rainforest. You know, like, that's what they want. That's efficiency. But you can... I'm a huge proponent of this, and you can go look up the podcast that is on this podcast channel about the guy that we talked to that was talking about sustainable farming, and he said exactly the same thing as me. That whole cowspiracy stuff is a lie. It's it's based off of faulty information that's done by a bunch of hipsters that wanted to get something to sell on Netflix. The reality is that Alan Savory's methods work, and you can transform very bad land into prime carbon catcher land using the power of cows. That's not they can <laughs> reduce methane. But that's for the land. This issue is the cow fart. Yeah, but this is the whole thing. You turn those areas into carbon sinks, that includes sinking methane. Wait, it so becomes, it becomes wait, wait, so, sustainable. So you're saying 
can you most people know this but for those people that don't can you explain the savory uh like method of reducing emissions it's really simple and straightforward right i'll explain it everyone thinks cows are better go on go on go on right simple yeah they're destroying the land yeah what you do it's common sense the cows yeah graze a little bit just like people all right you like to graze here and there don't you don't eat the same i don't want to say it flipping i'll say it i'll I'll mind my temple you don't eat the same food every week you graze you move around you have friends you you have different animals different flora fauna different trees who wants to live in an ikea uh, ikea greenhouse yeah these kinds of plants those kinds of plants there's some runoff from a, a, a from a lovely um lake right Ooh. You lose a little bit of profit. Oh yes, very nice. You lose and a bit. You Constantinople lose. just fell. You lose. How <laughs> how appropriate, <laughs> right? You lose a bit. You lose a bit of profit in the long run. Boo hoo. Yeah. But know. listen, listen I to me. That, but that's not it. No, but listen. This is. I'm not done. You listen to me. See, this they, is your problem, Ali. You won't listen to him. You're going here. down the gurgler, and you gurgler, won't even listen listening. to the man. Now listen to me. They graze. You. They graze before you turn the soil to salty shite you move them a little work with the environment there you have an ecosystem of different animals different trees and plants and river systems before it's completely beeped move it again yeah oh what you know it's sustainable you're not destroying the earth what's this 10-year plan your profits are actually higher you have to think in the long run the <laughs> land's not destroyed you're making money All it's that right, simple Commerce you Minister understand a- <laughs> am i wrong am i wrong uh and you get tastier before it is, is he is he wrong yes he's as always gordon ramsay's bang on and anyone that disagrees with me the meme would suggest is an idiot sandwich you know he <laughs> completely nailed that Albeit in a very difficult to understand accent. <laughs> that was great. Wait, so you're saying that if he's God, I wish Gordon Ramsay was more into uh, permaculture, like, just Australian politics. <laughs> <laughs> He'd get president in a week. So yeah. you're saying that if we follow this method of uh, what? What's the method like keeping cows or keeping livestock really close together and constantly moving their positions, and that's yeah, what it makes the ground more fertile? Buffalo herds. That's what you do, and then when from people say that, from ancient times, and then when people say, uh, well, "We don't have that here," we did, but then all of our megafauna was hunted and killed. So we used to have like giant grazing animals that would move on and procreate grassland. That's gone. So you can mimic that with replacement animals, i.e., McDonald's cows. Okay, so <laughs> what do you what do you think about this? Jeez. Like, why don't we? <laughs> we could do that, which is an experiment, and we'll see how that could it's work. Not even an experiment. It's been done. It's been done. Okay, but what what about we just sort of like move away from beef based diets? Like, I but swear. Here's the point. I honestly think that even if you did move away from beef based diets, it would be of a better environmental benefit. You would be getting uh, better soil if you were able to mimic that process that has been dead in Australia for, what, 30,000 years, 20,000 years, however long it's been, you would be getting better results. You would start contracting this the uh, the desert into what it should be on the planet Arrakis, which is just the deep desert right in the centre, and then everything else is grassland. Don't you need, like, a butt-ton of water for that? No, this is the other thing. River. This land, it's like the farmer that I was talking to, he was saying that his land is essentially drought-proof. 
when there are droughts that are 10 years long that have taken his neighbours out of business and they refuse to follow his method, but he is still in business, okay? His land isn't as productive as it is in wet seasons. That's true. But it is more resilient. The soil is better quality. It has more moisture in it. It's able to contain more moisture. But how do you manage this entire thing with like such decentralized methods? Like how do you convince every farmer to do it? And it wouldn't work unless someone, everyone does it, right? No, it works on a small scale. Like this guy, for instance, his farm is a lot more biodiverse because he's done the measurements on it than all of his neighbours, obviously, because he's growing different crops in it and he's moving animals around on it. He's doing the Joel Saladin method. And so you can do it on smaller scales and it has a benefit to the other farmers around him when he does it. And yeah, they keep screwing up their soil but there's animals that are moving into it all the time fertilizing okay but like let's be practical how do you do 30 percent reduction in the next uh seven years following that strategy which is what biden wants us to do i think and i'm i'm honestly of the opinion because i do think that there are a lot of farmers that would be going out of business. If you were able to get some kind of link with the CSIRO to say, just Gordon Ramsay, their farms. <laughs> That's it. Right. Just get, him, just get Miss Love to go in and yell at them like that. They'll understand at that point. Right. Listen to me. He's so pig-headed. They can't talk to him. Yeah. The pig, to him a pig right there. There's more brains than that bloke. I'm telling you, <laughs> a pig right there, right? Everyone likes eating. Eating meat. You can't stop it, Ali. Vegetarians, so sad. I mean, come on, there's <laughs> alternatives here. <laughs> All right, well, we're keeping in tune with the Australian politics. Uh, you. Well, what yeah. do you think about um, uh, Albo cutting the, um, the staffers for all the crossbenchers? Uh, I, I, don't, I didn't look into it. It just sounds like so some little... Basically, Albo has uh, cut... The amount of staffers that the opposition gets to keep. So Jackie Lambie, every crossbencher, even the Greens are upset. Every party other than the Labour Party is upset. Good. Because they're budgeting for keeping basically Dude, employees. Isn't that, is, is isn't that just cutting bureaucracy? Yeah, exactly. Well, you cut red tape. Cut what a red win. tape. You cut red get tape. Out. Yeah, out you get but do you think there mooches. could be like a <laughs> do you think there could be a a motive of uh Sort of revenge. Just like you screwed with us when you were in power and now we screw with you. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe you can take your fat $200,000 a year salaries and hire some more staff with your own money. Mm. It's public money anyway. You need an extra person to shuffle your papers and do your Xeroxes for you. Go right ahead, darling. Time for some What if What if the coalition had done that? Interestingly, the coalition expanded it. No, but see, this is the whole point, right? I think that, I I can't remember what the argument was, but I remember at the end of it, Zali Stegel was just proven wrong. I I, I remember, like, there was a big back and forth about this, and I briefly looked into it, but it was like, you know, the the, the reduction in staff is kind of just following on with trend. It's really nothing. Well, the trend in the Scott Morrison government, they actually increased the number of staffers that they could keep. I agree. Look, if all you have to do is tell me that, yeah, by the way, all the money that we're saving from cutting these staffers, we're putting it into blue investment. <laughs> and I would be down. <laughs> I'm like, yes. I think kelp In is fact, a little more useful than you. <laughs> that you get. Dude, the let's get rid is, of the it's entire... True. It's true. 
Yeah. Let's get rid of the entire shadow cabinet and put that money in. <laughs> and we'll want to abolish the Senate. You yeah. don't need to. You're doubling up. <laughs> <laughs> Cut the excess fat. <laughs> it just sits it's around. It's gristle. The Senate is gristle. <laughs> <laughs> it just sits around all their pontificating. They're talking amongst themselves. <laughs> Speaking of the Senate, Clive Palmer just won a seat, finally. No. $190 million gets you one Senate seat. <laughs> Whoa, he bought his way in? Yeah, he bought his. He won one of them. So Send do you that think, lippy. Do you think that that's going to cause any problems? How the how, how did he buy a Because you know Labor has issues in the Senate, right? Well, not issues, but issue in the Senate. What's the issue? So they've obviously got the majority in the parliament. Yeah. So they're good with that. When it comes to Senate, in order to pass any legislation, Labor wouldn't... All of the Labour senators would need to vote for them. All of the Greens would need to vote for them. And they need one more person. Could it be the UAP candidate? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so the UAP got it there? I thought it was in bloody Victoria or yeah, something. Yeah, you know, the, it's a Senate seat from Victoria. Oh, Senate seat from Victoria. That makes more sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Could it be? Do you think... Or I'm, will it go back to old, good old Hanson? Dude, all of them, that's what I'm telling you, all of them are pissed. <laughs> Pauline Hanson, uh, Jackie Lambie, even the Greens are... Not the Greens. Pauline Hanson and Jackie Lambie have said, you, uh, Albo, by cutting our staffers, has just basically antagonized us and we will not pass any of their legislation in the Senate now. Oh, they're such good people, aren't they? See, that's what you want controlling your country, people that are pissy about their personal lives <laughs> that stop all national but what, productivity. But what does that practically that's a good, that's a good what does that practically mean, one seat in the Senate? What, what that means is in order for... They're the decider vote. ...labour to pass they're any the two mansion. No. So what, nothing will get passed now? No, it, like, you need They always one. say this. They always huff and post and then... As long as the Greens are with labour, they'll pass it to they need literally just one more. It doesn't have to be the Clive Palmer guy. It could be anyone. You know how this is. It gonna... could be Jackie Lambie. Yeah, it could but, be yeah, but they, even the, the coalition guys. Lambie will come up with the goods. But they might. They 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 uh, even Lambie and One Nation are not. It's not unknown for them to vote with Labor. Who's the Who's the? And isn't this amazing that Pauline Hanson made cartoons about cutting red tape and how, getting rid of as many yeah. bureaucrats as possible? Look at this. Hypocrite. It's, it is. They're exactly. not bureaucrats. That's exactly right, Mr. They're well, not bureaucrats. It tears me up inside. But and what, I will seriously reconsider voting for One Nation in the but, Senate. But what about, election. but what about, you know how you're in the Senate, it's a person, right? It's a single person in the seat. Right. Who is it? Who is Who's the man in the Senate? Yeah. Clive? Oh, you just want me to point it. Oh, you oh, mean like that? Oh, no, the UAP it's, guy. Yeah, it's a real estate agent. <laughs> you should see him. He's amazing. Google him, Google him, Google him. He just did Google an him, Google him. him. Oh, he looks like a blackjack dealer oh, from Star City. God. I am here to represent... That's him in the golf cart. Oh, it's John Barillaro after on a treadmill. <laughs> nice. He's... He's basically... He's a real estate... Uh, he's a real estate agent. And of course he's from Victoria. He's, he's got a now deleted Twitter account where he's basically saying... Uh, Jesus, it is John Barrow. Lockdowns are uh, fascism. Right. And, uh, you know, you can imagine what a UAP candidate would say. What else do they care about other than lockdowns? I was Vaccine mandates are like, bad. Yes, yes, that's all well and good. But if anyone can explain to me this in the comments, because we were trying to figure this out today. What is RV Yemeni's worldview? <laughs> what is it? Other than going up to people on the street 
and then saying, hey, what's the capital of Spain? He doesn't even know. Oh, you heard it here right first. I need to get a fundraiser going because we need to prove that he doesn't know what it is in court. Like, I don't know what he does. I mean, yeah. he's got the rebel media talking points of like the great... It's, he's basically like Alex Jones light. So like the great reset, world order. He doesn't like government. That's what we came to the conclusion of. He's like Alex Jones, but not as articulate. Pretty much. Activated. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. Okay, but do you think like $180 million for one Senate seat is worth it? Do you think Clive could actually get advantage out of it? That's yeah. so much money. Probably not $180 million worth of advantage. <laughs> you can really buy your... So you can buy seats. Well, yeah, just evidently, one. it costs How? a lot. It's, it costs it's a lot. really expensive. I don't think it's worth it. <laughs> Dude, value for yeah. money, not let's, so good. Let's put it this way. You can't. <laughs> I got... 80 bucks, come on. Give us, give us, not a seat, give us a footrest. A footrest in the Senate, come on. I'll be your footrest. Yeah, but I, I don't know. If if ever there is some sort of a legislation that needs to be passed, Greens are on side of Labour and no other senator is willing to support them, maybe Clive could get some advantage out of it. But what about, I thought, uh, I thought in Australia you couldn't buy sheets, mate. This is in America. Nah, you can uh, in America and Australia. You can. You can buy seats. <laughs> well, it's actually world, not man. even that expensive. It's a fucked world. Yeah, but like, so what's more the limit? More like America every day. What's the limit? One eighty? Is that it? Is that the limit? That's surely. There's I think a that's what it costs. I think it costs. Uh, no, nah, that's too much, Charlie. It costs eighty million dollars to buy a seat in the Senate. How many millionaires are there in Australia? Well, you, I, I think you'd have to be yeah, yeah. quite a multi-millionaire okay, before that. In fact, all right, let's just put it this way. If you had $200 million, I don't think it's yeah. worth sinking nearly <laughs> half of your wealth is, is into Clive, a six What is Clive getting out of it then? Why is he doing this? Well, last time he was getting a bunch of coal mines approved for himself that was definitely worth more than the $80 million he spent. This time around, I don't think he's going to be getting the same favours. So it's just about him... Uh, getting licenses for more mines—that's basically it. Or do you think That's he's like called brothers he, and he generally has an ideological bent? Because you know, even I'm after sure winning, he convinces himself, like the Koch brothers, that there's more to it than his investment. <laughs> do you, in do you actually think Koch brothers are only in it for money? Because I don't no. think so. Yeah. But I think that at the core of it, if you really uh, boil down their forty years of indoctrination in Milton Friedman books, it would be money. Is is Clive a billionaire? Yes. How many billionaires are there in Australia? I think it's I like... I don't know. 400,000? Eight 000. or nine. Nah. How many? <laughs> billionaires. How many? I nine. I think like... Not... not like you. Millionaires. The average house price in Australia is over a million dollars. So basically, everyone's, everyone's a, millionaire, a millionaire. But billionaires are a different thing. I want a number. Just give How me a number. many... How many billionaires? And also, while we're at it, Twitch, can you let me know about this one... Coal mining magnate, and I remember once a journalist got up and asked him a question, and his response was, "How much do you make in a year?" And he was like, "A uh, hundred thousand." He was like, "Get out! I'm not oh, talking to someone who's a hundred thousand." I'm wrong. There's 137 billionaires in Australia. Jeez, that okay, was pretty close with the 400 thousand. So that that in theory means that 137 seats could be bought in the Senate. No, Miss, it's your reasoning. <laughs> Is like so <laughs> juvenile. No, it's not. It's a fact. It's a fact. 
And you're, and you're yeah, dodging the facts. grumpy. Yeah. He's you're not dodging, in a good mood. You're dodging the this facts. This reminds me of uh, when Joe you... came, talked about why they call it spilling. This is, he's in the same mode. He's out for blood. You're dodging the facts. Miss, it's he's not, not as dodging easy the as facts. That, that you, it, there's no price. There's, it's not listed a seat as this much. I just asked you how much and you gave me a price. You, you gave me a price. I gave It is listed. You're backpedaling. You gave me Wait, a you price. Think, you think like Labour Party, <laughs> after winning what, like 30 seats or some shit, spend like $300 billion on it? No, That's how they but want it? In theory, you can buy a seat for $180 million. In, not in theory. In, in practice. practice. <laughs> so in practice. You what can. would stop them? Jesus, Mislav's actually right. Yeah, what would stop him? Yeah, shit, I got this He's right. He's actually Pathetic. <laughs> Pathetic. <laughs> Typical politician dodging the questions, <sighs> yeah? So they could all <sighs> buy seats. You could start a party and buy seats, right? I mean, Yes. Let's just also add this. You have to put a thin veneer of political ideology over the top of it. That's and easy. as the UAP That's clearly easy. demonstrates, yeah, it's thin. So you could it's, easily... It's like water thin. So basically the Senate's up the wazoo in theory because they could buy... Anyone could buy their way in. Uh, yes. Not practically, not directly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But That's in some way, yes. So we need to get to the bottom of this. Do a video on that, Mr. Friendly Geordies. How many seats can you buy? No. We're in danger of being bought out by yahoos in the Senate. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? Because I just... Look, it's, it's a sentence. I don't know how I'm going to span that out for 10 minutes so I can get some ad I can help you. Well, yeah, actually, if there's one person that knows how to pad... It'll be your biggest really video. should be working at that quilt discount shop. It'll be your biggest. It'll be your biggest video, dude. I'm telling you, there's something here. You want content? I'm giving it to you on a silver platter, and you're laughing in my face. This is a very sudden change from Gordon Ramsay in 1984. I've got to say, <laughs> I'm trying to help your business and save the country, and you're laughing at me. You're laughing at me. All right, uh, Kyle. No, all right. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Kyle and Jack, you are getting cancelled. Oh, and no, this time not for K real. And Jack. No. No, not, not for real. But happens. they're in hot waters because they did a thing on the, uh, their show where they. Uh, it's called the <laughs> apple pie incident now. Oh, nice. Some, some guy had his penis in an apple pie. And uh, then they made someone eat that pie <laughs> without telling them. <laughs> and then got them on radio and tell, told them live. Uh, whatever his name is, some guy can't. Some guy. Some guy had uh, their penis in it. What do you think about that? And the audience went crazy. Dude, it's, it's the... Uh, Lou. Lou was the person who they meet, uh, made eat. Uh, Dude, it's the Howard Lou Stern. Who was the guy who ate the apple pie? Dude, it's the Howard Stern approach. That's all and they do. They just do Howard Stern. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, but like, do you think that they should get canceled for that? I mean, dude, it, I don't know. Like, basically, they're saying if this was any other workplace, uh, all of you would be fired for this. But it's yeah, radio. Of course, it's radio, like, baby. It's Kyle and Jackie O's show. It's just like people have tuned into it for the first time, despite it being on for mm. thirty years. They've been doing that, shit forever. Do. Yeah. been doing that shit forever. Every yeah. time Kyle and Jackie go get cancelled, a little more of me dies inside. <laughs> it really does. The, the, if there's <laughs> one place that should be sacred, that should just be about 
saying the most obscene, horrendous things you can possibly it's think mainstream of. mainstream radio. Of that course, kids first thing in the morning. There you go, kids. Off you go. Go learn about um, you know diversity all day. But until then, you listen to a 50-year-old man <laughs> eat a penis pie. But do you, do you think it was appropriate life. to break the news on live radio show saying Lockie had his dick in the pie 10 minutes ago? It's <laughs> content. It's content. But that's the whole point. And you know what else as well? I know this about the Kyle and Jackie O show. Like, it's it's fabricated. A lot of it's just oh. theater. So I bet you the guy right. knew and was an or, actor. Or they switched out the pie. Well, they could have switched out the pie. I mean, do you really think that they actually did that? Or do you think that they just came up with the idea? I reckon it's a lot easier to just say there was a penis in it. They're they're getting a lot of flack for it. So if they didn't actually do it, then I would say they should have. Yeah, but here's my response to that. I can guarantee you that their audience hasn't declined by one (laughs) member. Because if you're listening to Kyle and Jackie O in 2022... Know what you're in. Yeah, for. you know what you're Yeah, getting. but what do you think about this comment? Guys, this is truly F, not even funny. Uh, didn't have to embarrass Lou further by bringing him on air. <laughs> <laughs> well, he just proved that wrong. Subsequently <laughs> posting it on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's classic radio, that's what it is. See, this is the whole thing about, like, this is why the press shouldn't be talking about low class stuff. It's because they're all from that hoity toity bourgeois world where they, you know, that thought to them is truly disgusting. But if you have even a single working class bone in your body, <laughs> that's gold. That's why they're beating Fitzy and Whipper. Fitzy and Whipper, take note. Oh, I want you tomorrow <laughs> to get a sausage roll and oh, what's that in there? Oh, it's Fitzy. There you go. <laughs> Ratings. Of course, because that's. Dude, I mean, like, that's what like tradies want to listen to. The modern, okay? r- the modern commercial radio era isn't where you go for ethics. No, it's just and not. everyone knows that. And also, you can just switch off. Yeah, yeah, no, which is 100%. what they're trying to do. No, but like, don't listen. Don't listen to no, it. No, no, don't, don't partake in the cancellation here, Miss. No, I'm saying that's Tune not a, in that's to not cancel a, the cancellers. That's not a, <laughs> I'm not cancelling them. This I'm isn't saying the like, Pierce Morgan show. What's going on? But I, I, it's pretty much this is just an question, interesting Pierce Morgan show. This question has never been asked before, so I shall ask: Where is the line then? <laughs> That's true. Where is the line? It's completely <laughs> original. <laughs> I mean, I you suppose... You do realise that the line needs to be somewhere. <laughs> Look, that's a, that's a question I can't answer. Where is the line? I don't know. I don't know. Because, like, dude, what about jackass? Where's the line there? Well, it's been severely rescinded if you saw the most recent one. Jesus. I haven't well, seen the recent one. They're really one. old. I haven't seen the recent one. But you know what I mean? Like, shock jock. I mean, it's not National Geographic. All right, should we then move National on? National Geographic's pretty full on. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot of, of penises. Elephants fucking. Yeah, there's more penises. <laughs> that's than that. much more absurd than that. That's true. Obese I mean, African look, if someone babies. said, I put my penis in this pie, I'd be like, I've. I assume it's kind of like how you inhale spiders while you're sleeping. I've probably done it in the past <laughs> anyway. And I'd yeah. keep eating. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right, sh- let's, let's watch the videos. Yes. Can you introduce this, miss, so that everyone uh, knows what's Vishal, happening? Vishal, I think his name's Vishal. He's our, he's our resident dude who messages me every few weeks on Instagram with another mashup video, and then I profusely laugh. And I forget his name every time. He's made a few more... <clears throat> and keep them coming if you're listening, because they're keeps me young. I I, uh, I haven't seen all of this, so 
Is there a surprise? Sec, I gotta fix That's this. all right. Is there a surprise for me as well? This time the fingers pointed at Jordan Shanks. All right, Last time the your, mashups were amazing, and I highly recommend that you trawl through whatever episode that, that was to watch it. But the uh, pinnacle of it was Miss Love, <laughs> clearly bored by Ali and I talking about politics, which is precisely the reason that everyone else listens. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't be on this spot. I shouldn't be on this spot. That's why you should be on this spot. Right, yeah. See, this is what people don't understand. Trying to make radio. <laughs> All right, ready. Oh, I haven't seen oh, this. Oh, no, no, Jordan's got to put in his... Yeah, uh, I haven't seen this one, by the way, so I don't know what's going to happen, but... Ah, this is when Tong was on I for haven't the second seen, time. Yeah, I haven't seen this one. Celebrity appearance from a woman that has just starred in her first Stan movie, Stan everybody. Zamani. Check it out. The spy, the something-something. Shagged, something. shagged people. No, she wasn't in a film that was produced in the 90s. That no, Austin it wasn't Powers. that one. All right, let's, let's watch it. I don't know what it's called. Things haven't gotten that woke yeah, that you have yeah. to go in and replace Austin <laughs> Powers with a small Vietnamese woman. <laughs> All his old friends. Oh, shit, I so I did it last night with my brother. The Matrix, whatever, <laughs> Resurrections. The production fell down. (laughs) 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 And then you say, there is something tremendous happening now in capitalism. It's no longer the old market, profit, productivity, and so on. It's no no longer capitalism. Can you develop this? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go back to that date. Thank you for reminding me. It was a Tell me what you think in, twi- in Twitch. Like, this is all I'll say. This, <laughs> this is, is such a build-up for a movie <laughs> review. It's a movie review. <laughs> it's more than that for me. But all I'm going to say is, not to get super depressing, but this movie <laughs> is like what happens to people... In their thirties, you know, it's yeah, called the today. today I'm gonna cover five anti-aging skin care tips. ways to get your skin to look healthy and turn back the clock. Five simple tips that you can start for Julius today. He's got that number. He's got both that numbers. Fucking incredible. Which energy company? Well, it was. That was really good. Ali, come on. That is what happens in your brain, surely. And I was interested in watching the rest of that clip, even though I've seen it three times already. (laughs) All right, that was amazing. (laughs) still wanted him. It's more interested than where he is right now. All right, next one. Holy crap. I can't remember which uh, energy company. Well, it was, I think it was Exxon. And they were like, this is ridiculous. This is, this is not going to work. The, the project doesn't become, uh, is not feasible for us. What's wrong with the world, mama? People living like they ain't got no mamas. I think the whole world is addicted to the drama. Only attracted to the things that'll bring you trauma. <laughs> Holy How does he know us so well? I don't know. I don't know. He does have thousands of hours. He does. He does us better than we know ourselves. I didn't realize that there's continuing themes happening here. This is the last one. I quite like this I can't remember which uh, energy company. I think it was Exxon. And they were like, this is ridiculous. This is is not going to work. The the project doesn't become, uh, it's not feasible for us. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to our channel. Today, we're discovering castles around Croatia, and more specifically around the Karlovac County. Specifically around the Carlovats, 
that's where my family are from, and it's so good. <laughs> Look, said uh, that co- that castle has been rebranded as a sausage factory, hasn't it? That was. Oh, I, I don't know what else to say. That, 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 that said everything you can. If we need an ad at the oh. beginning of this for our channel banner into the intro, that's all you need. Dude. Going in, uh, uh, miss love being bored when it comes to politics and it just shows a Ukrainian man playing the accordion to a cow. That was the best. I think that, and then just cut to Ali going into talking about Slavo Zizek and then me with the five skincare yeah. routines from someone who's 40 that has that yes. really scary, like, you shouldn't look 20, but you yeah. do. But you got to admit, that one's funny because you lost a real Karlovitz ca- uh, castle. <laughs> Might have been mine. You could have owned that. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's why he did it. Because you're thinking on the castle you lost. Do uh, you want to remind right, well, them? Uh, I don't know why I was laughing at that. Because it's Everybody funny. else is allowed to laugh at that experience. <laughs> <laughs> but I did lose it's, a castle. Jordan lost a castle in Croatia. Uh, who needs shrooms? That was true ego yeah. death. Does <laughs> <laughs> that really hit it at home for you? Yes, it did to the home. Well, it would have if I had the fucking castle, but now it doesn't. <laughs> what would you have done with that castle? <laughs> that what? castle, dude. The castle. Uh, oh, thanks so much. Whoever you are, Vishal, kind stranger. Vishal, yeah, he's a legend. So Vishal. Vishal. I think that's him. Vishal. Yeah, Vishal. That's yeah, if you've ever got any more memes, you know dude, where to put them. please keep sending. I mean, you're not going to top those, but I loved the double as well. <laughs> Double. It's amazing stuff. Damn. The Stig just said, legit Gordon Ramsay visits Guantanamo Bay. Sounds like a wicked skit. Yes. I like it. Gordon yeah. Ramsay visits We should Guantanamo all Bay. add to the pot of that because yeah. Ali will know things about uh, Gordon Ramsay and <laughs> Miss Love will know about Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> <laughs> it's stuffy. I mean, fuck's Beep's sake, it's stuffy in here. <laughs> How do you get any, expect any torture to be done in a stuffy room like this? I really like that skit premise. We're going to have to yeah, do it. Yeah, it's good. And it's also, it's got a, that's a tap that doesn't turn off for a long time. No. Nah. And also, gang, let us know in the comments. This is a cool skit idea. You were here when we were discussing it, Ali. But still, uh, bringing back... Babish. Talk the talk. And then just yes. have oh, my uh, face yes, us just if so again, just a little <laughs> shout out. If you if you people on Twitch, I assume that you own Lamborghinis, yeah. obviously. Yeah, why are they on Twitch? Yeah. <laughs> You've clearly got a lot of leisure time. Exactly. Right? <laughs> you must. Yeah, but if you own any supercars, let us know because we want to start doing talk the talk reviews, but the other way around, just you know, reviewing supercars but pretending they're a cheap, economical alternative for the everyman taking the ride to drop off the kids. Yeah, all we know is all we need is one person with an actual sports car. There's got to be one fan. Surely. Yeah. When this does its rounds, it'll be 50,000. <laughs> I like those odds. <laughs> I don't know if any of our fans would have a sports car. One! You know what's really sad? The amount of money that Clive Palmer spent on that seat could have shouted us a Lambo. 180 like, yeah. Lambos. Or at least shouted us 180 if he was really nice, but or just at least some a fucking few less 
two-minute ads about an invented Chinese base mm. going to the seat of Lithgow. Really, yeah. he could have done us a favour. Or at least some studio time. Forest Hall needs that. <laughs> well, that's a bit Well, desperate. you need half a million dollars of studio Wouldn't time. Wouldn't hurt. From Wouldn't Clive that Palmer. get you your own recording studio? How much half a million dollars? Yeah. Wouldn't hurt. Wouldn't hurt? Yeah. So you need more than a half a mil. Dude, some compressors are like $100,000. That's okay, one. That's, you need five that's five. Of them? <laughs> yeah, I know. Come yeah, on. That's a compressor, you need at least a compressor, a limiter, speak, uh, fucking monitors, a mixing desk, gear, the room, soundproof it. Yes. Musos really are in the wrong profession. They, they are, have aren't they? No money. Dude, half, no a million, money. half a million dollars would get you this. If you'd walk into a studio and be like, yeah, it's not bad. Kind of basic, but not bad. Oh, you got some cool gear, but you got like four pieces of gear. You'll need more. All right, well, look, one day you'll be able to get $20 million for a recording studio. <laughs> I don't want to stream. I, I pray for D. I just want time. It's <laughs> like a thousand bucks a day. Um, so, uh, no, in, no, no. In other international <laughs> news, a you couple of uh, Russian pranksters really prank JK Rowling hard. Uh, pretended to be so these two Russian pranksters. One of their name, one of the names is Lexus, which I thought was funny. And luxury uh, car right there. Mm. The other one. Can we is, watch some? We can. Yeah, chuck it up on the monitor, Arlo. No, it's a really long clip. Some of it. Well, we've got time. <laughs> What's wrong with the world, Mama? <laughs> and uh, I can't put it up on that thing. But well, you tried. We had. Fun. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the gist of it. So they pranked a J.K. Rowling into thinking that they were uh, Zelensky doing a live feed from the war zone. <laughs> <laughs> Poor J.K. Rowling. Why is she so hated Ooh. by everyone now? I just got a question. For you. Is Mister Big Willy Twenty Three Vishal because he wants to try to organize a way to get those videos onto the channel? Can I confirm? Can you confirm, bud? Is that yeah. you? Yeah. Text miss. <laughs> For some reason, he's the organizing entity of this podcast. I don't know how that happened. And he somehow moved towards the control panel as well. <laughs> it's like we want this pod to fail. <laughs> fail or succeed, hey? That's the question. It's a fine line. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so some of the things that- I've watched a lot of Ready, Steady, Cook, big boy. Uh, <laughs> some of the things that these pranksters said to J.K. Rowling was, um, <laughs> so they're pretending to be Ukrainian, right? Well, they, he's pretend, they're pretending to be Zelensky. And it's like, we read Harry Potter to the Ukrainian soldiers in the battalion. They like to read a lot, especially German literature. Just don't read them passages about half-breeds. They're nationalists and do not like such people. <laughs> do you know what this is referring to? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's so the only thing I know about the Ukrainians. <laughs> Because <laughs> you know, Russia has map. this uh, sort of point, this uh, p talking point of uh, the Ukraine Ukrainians being neo-Nazis. Yeah. So they're subtly putting it in the J.K. Rowling thing. Right. J.K. Rowling initially didn't respond, and then when they forced it out of her, <laughs> Poor she JK. said, "J.K. She's had, she's suffered enough." Yeah. Poor old child. They forced <laughs> her to get a response, and she nodded and said, "Understood." <laughs> Understood. <laughs> How did they get her on? Who's a manager? Okay, and then Dude, she, yeah, probably, that's really she probably manages herself now. One of the other no things that they talk to her about is uh, yeah, they say she has a castle. I want to clarify <laughs> where you are sending the money that Lumos has collected. We want to buy a lot of weapons. 
missiles with your money to destroy Russian troops. I hope you are all for that. <laughs> <laughs> so they, uh, and uh, they also said that on every missile that you sent us, we are going to write, we are writing uh, uh, Avadakadabra. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that is a Harry Potter reference. Nah, it's not. And Unless this is a strange Russian translation. <laughs> this is what this is what makes J.K. Rowling a bit <laughs> suspicious. At one point, they say uh, trans exclusionary radical feminist ideologies pressing Rowling of whether Dumbledore is truly gay or not, and then talking about how they hope that he didn't have any relationship with transgender people, because you know J.K. Rowling allegedly hates trans people, right? And at that point, not the abracadabra on missiles. <laughs> she thought something's up. <laughs> She's cluey. Poor, poor woman. She was like, was just sitting there, just like fanboying these Russian trolls. Jesus, the internet's weird <laughs> and scary. Hey, when you were watching it though, was she holding her own or was she very worried? No, she was. She initially started off by like trying to show that she's a massive fan of Zelensky. Slowly, I think at some moment she realized, oh my God, I think Zelensky's a freaking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and from that, she goes like, uh, I don't know, maybe this interview is a hoax. <laughs> but there's 20 minutes of conversation in between that. Well, I'll tell you what, my Turkmenistani guide was saying that the best comedians in the region are from Russia. Just saying everybody that can kind of speak that, I don't know, weird Russian orthodoxy language mm. for that entire universe, they're always looking for Russian comics. And it really sounds like they've got a good sense of humour if that's what they're I, pulling off. Well, it's, it's, it's like saying uh, a lot of the good actors come from the US. It's a massive superpower country, so Russia's the same. Yeah, right. Discard that point. It's stupid. No, no. It's <laughs> it is, though, isn't it? Like, it's so dumb. It's just like, did you know that pretty much the only country in that region yeah. has the best of everything? Yeah, yeah, The yeah, biggest yeah. one. Dude, True. I tell you one thing. I saw this guy, uh, and I, I, I hope, I don't know if this is going to get me cancelled, but I saw a guy <laughs> reviewing the new Russian McDonald's. Right. Anyways, what I do realize from that video was, first of all, the new... The, Rip off of Russian McDonald's is very similar to actual McDonald's. Oh, it's like their own one? But secondly, dude, it does not seem like a country that's in sanctions. It was filled. Everyone over there was... They were having these massive... In Rush Moscow Max. City mass jazz festivals. I feel like they're not getting harmed by these sanctions <laughs> as much as we think they are. They're a tough they're, people. You know, they're killing it. They're it's, tough people. Did you hear what? that Bill Maher gag? What? No. He summed it up so well. He was just like... So the Russian war continues on, and I've got a real question. Are we putting sanctions on Russians, or are the Russians putting sanctions on us? <laughs> it's kind of like that, isn't it? It's just like it's kind of more prices, than kind of like it. I don't like think you can sanction costs. Russia. They've got all the good stuff. <laughs> like, how do they have all the good stuff when it's this barren Dude, they've desert? They've got gas, oil, they've got food. Yeah. Got, I didn't know. What more do you need? What I, more I do you need? It's just yeah. a giant emergency bunker. Yeah, they're uh, not yeah. going to the petrol station going, holy shit, I the know. prices have dropped so much. <laughs> no one else is taking this. I guess and I'll fill up said, my tank for $10. But you know what? I remember this being, the, and I thought at the beginning of it that that must be pathetic because they were talking about whether the sanctions were going to work on Fox News. And then the Russian person was saying, look, I mean, Russia got everything it needs. They've been <laughs> thinking about this for the last 20 years to make sure sanctions don't work on them. But, you know, like the oligarchs. 
Sometimes they like some caviar not from Russia. They like it from Finland. And if they don't get them, maybe they might put pressure on people. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, That's not this is so bad. Holy shit. <laughs> I am sick Dude. and tired of Russian and Iranian caviar. I need some of that Atlantic <laughs> one. Putin, you have gone too far this time. I hope all the globalists are licking their wounds right now. Dude, and you all, all thought populism was bad, and all huh? Like, not you all only, thought making your own clogs was bad. Not only does Russia <laughs> seem Shame. to not be affected by these sanctions, but the tides have turned and they're kicking Ukrainian ass in the war too. Shit. I said it. Someone had to fucking say it, dude. Really? They're no one taking is? over the East. What are they saying that the Ukraine's still winning? Well, now CNN and BBC are trying to spin that as like, it might seem that Ukrainians are losing, but this is called consolidation. I think it's kind of called getting your ass kicked, man. I, <laughs> I think if you lost half of your country, you're yeah. not exactly. Is, let's just put it this way. Uh, no, no, it no. might be half time, but you're down. Yeah, but look, we shouldn't be like, I'm just saying, you know, that maybe like, uh, okay, is this too much to say? But for the rest of the world, let Ukrainians, if there's a negotiating space over here, let them fucking do that shit. <laughs> You know, not only does it solve the world from going into this hunger crisis because of the food insecurity, it also like makes the petrol cheaper. But also, at the end of the day, they're fucking. They're, Russia's not going anywhere. They're gonna have to live there. Negotiate this bitch and get this solved. <laughs> What's happening in Ukraine? Because right if now? you think like Ukraine is gonna like you know f- fly their flag over. Moscow, I don't know if that's gonna happen. Yeah, okay. Well, what's the deal? As with much Ukraine? as we all wanted to. What's huh? the deal with Ukraine right now? It's losing. I mean, look. Yeah, it, but on the ground, is it like mayhem? So, r- r- it's pretty bad. Right. From what bad, I hear, it's actually bad. that's why we shouldn't be like laughing because the. So the it's not is, that bad in Russia. No, the entire war is in Ukraine. So that's what I'm saying. That Russia is like doing fine. Right. Yeah. Now that I think about it, they're, yeah, they're losing not even soldiers. On their border. The, the thing was, initially, Russia, the, when Russia first went into Ukraine, they had a really ambitious plan, and they wanted to, like, take over all of Ukraine. And initially, that didn't work out, where Ukrainians started, like, attacking them, and they started losing. But then, they went back and decided, let's just take over the eastern region, which has Russian ethnics over there. And they're doing that pretty, like, they're, they're taking over the territory. They're winning at the moment. Damn. Which is very bad. Uh, Panthera, Panthera. But what what, what do you mean? Is. What do you mean Panthera? You're just... You're stating no, because like we're for <laughs> Ukraine and we shouldn't be saying all of this stuff. We should just be saying Ukraine is winning. They are doing exceptionally well. All I'm saying is, man, try to resolve this shit, bro. Like, this is Say not, the truth. The this war is, the truth is not the solution, particularly when, you know, your adversary is like four times as big as you. Just... Sure Easy, big boy. I mean, I thought, I thought they, they, you know, they knew that that was going to happen. Like, yeah, no, but like, we fucked them over. This is uh, nothing to do with Ukraine. We fucked them over, and by NATO, we, I mean NATO, the West. NATO. We told them yeah. that we're going to do so much for them. Yeah. That they they should be on our side. Yeah. And we'll protect them. We'll give, we'll give them EU. We'll all give e- every Ukraine's going to get a merc. That's what we were promising them, and also <laughs> security. And when shit went down, we're. Basically just saying, all right, do you want an extra AK-47? Because we can't give you that. No, we're giving you some of that stuff, but it's some. not enough. They're the magazines. It's like saying, it's like if Australia was attacked by China, that's the US saying, okay, we'll give you those submarines 20 years before now. And we're like, okay, yeah, yeah but like, how the fuck do I beat this giant adversary? 
Wow. So America is always uh, willing to throw a party and then never gets to see And house. here's the other thing. This is yeah. very anecdotal, but I know one of, one of my friends is married to a Ukrainian woman and I asked him... What's his wife's take? Again, I don't, I'm not saying that this represents all Ukrainians, but this is what his wife feels. She obviously hates the war because her country is being destroyed and she hates Russia for it, but she also hates Zelensky. He's like, he, he's, he had like an extremely adversary attitude towards this entire thing from the get-go. And he kind of, this is a Ukrainian talking about her president saying that he kind of pushed us into it. This could have been avoided. Is her take. I'm not saying that's what most Ukrainians think, but I feel like, you know, like winning at what's the cost? Like it's too, it's too insane. And we shouldn't give other countries, there should be a lesson for us. We shouldn't give other countries this false hope that, you know, somehow we're going to come and save them when they're not. They're going to just get their ass beaten. And we're going to like sympathize with them at best. Mm. That old world sort of like, sort of meth, like, I don't know, like machinery of just sort of like, you know, America can beat anyone. It's just like not to the case America anymore. can, well, you know but you can't. That's a, uh, America can not, actually. I mean, I'm just saying that if, it, if, the, if the war shouldn't. was between America and what Russia. What wars have the Americans won? Uh, Korea. They really win World War II. Russia won that as well. Korea? Huh? Did they win Korea? No, they that was a tie. Did. They lost right. half of the country. Um, what do they actually want? They actually yeah. really shit oh, military. Oh, do you know? Do you know what they they prove their might in the Kuwait? Uh, what's that called? Operation Battlestorm or whatever? Desert Storm. It was when uh, Saddam Stick Hussein invaded in Kuwait. The Americans mobilized and beat Saddam's ass and sent him back. Yeah, but that's kind of like winning a battle, right? When it came to the Iraq War, yeah. they've lost that big that's time. That's true. Well, again, they didn't lose it, but like, but what? They winning was did worse though, than they? losing, actually, in that case. Because but that at the end, they ISIS. didn't really get what they wanted out of it, did they? I mean, they removed Saddam Hussein. I'm sure they privatized a bunch of the oil. Yeah, right? as Trump said, why didn't we take the oil? Yeah. We <laughs> went in there. We did all of this. We didn't even take the oil. Uh, they, the oil. Such a good worldview. They wanted to take this the oil, honest. but they could That's what I'm saying. This it's just Frank. It's like, he should be the president of the United States. He's the only one with the balls to say it. I think I think the <laughs> it's kind of true though. <laughs> well, the lesson from American wars is that never try to fight wars like thousands of miles away from your territory, no matter how big you are, and particularly when the locals hate you. Well, that's the big one. This is what there was. I remember talking to, uh, uh, yeah, like I was, I was talking to, I was no, I think it was a. Uh, no, that's right. It was this book I was reading ages ago, and they were saying exactly that. It says, like, you cannot win a war unless you, quote-unquote, win the hearts and minds. Yeah. You don't win yeah, the hearts and yeah, minds. Yeah, it's yeah. impossible to win the war. Like, you will lose against people that have sandals. And that's that <laughs> also applies to Russia. Look at what Russia did. When it tried to take over all of Ukraine, i.e. winning the hearts and minds of all Ukrainians, they failed. And when they consolidated and stuck to eastern Ukraine, where a lot of the people are pro on their side they're they're winning it's yeah. like it, it does the population really want you was trump was trump saying nato's very bad we have to we have to stop its failed organization is that what he was saying about nato i think he was yeah you know he hated, hated nato. nato look best because president he represents, ever he well chomsky reckons internationally yeah shit mm. i mean what, what chomsky rep- 
Chomsky was always saying that Donald Trump was the best president since World War II on global affairs. Man. Period. Uh, my research isn't that extensive to say he was the best, but I really liked his foreign policy. The other, he, he's... This is populist. He was like, let's stay in America, No, Kansas. but he's also an isolationist in the sense that yes. the reason why he was shitting on NATO was because he was essentially saying, you guys fix your own problems. Like, we've yeah. got our own problems to fix, which are essentially in the Western Hemisphere. Yeah, but it's also like... And a, I don't want to pay for yeah. NATO all the time. But it's you also like bad, But it's also like an anti-sort of globalist perspective of like, let's focus on our own regions, which is not... It's a good idea. Yeah. You know, look what's happened. Yeah. You know what else I liked is hatred of uh, global trade deals. What? There was one that came up to his office and it was this huge, thick... It's a global trade deal, right? You'd imagine that it would be somewhere in the vicinity of a phone book. Yeah. Comes to him. Yellow pages. Yellow pages. Uh, he obviously hasn't read it. And then he just hands it back to the advisor. It just has two words in text right? It's saying, trade bad. <laughs> Holy shit. And then, and then they handed it back to him again. And then he just wrote, trade very bad. <laughs> and put it back. Holy and I was shit. like, Dude, oh. so good. And MSNBC was sitting there being like, can you believe that this is the president of the United States? And I was like, I can't, but I'm glad. Yeah. I'm really glad that he is. I mean, like the, the, the global narrative, especially in America, has changed now. I mean, when you interview rednecks from the South, would you fight a war, an American war, specifically a war in Russia? They'd be like, they just, they're just Alec Jones. They're like, I think it's all manufactured. I don't want to die for something that's been manufactured by the for the uh, military it, industrial complex. That's what rednecks are saying. And it's like, that's mis- a good thing. But you know yeah, but would they be crazy? saying that if George It's not Bush just the rednecks. It? I don't know, maybe. If, if Ukraine, at the t- when the war first started, they obviously, the entire world, because we didn't know, or most people couldn't predict the sort of global crisis that it's going to uh, bring with it, in America, at that time, when the uh, the sort of sentiments against Russia were at its peak, you asked Americans, and not just the rednecks, you asked, they did a poll, and they asked, what percentage of Americans support Ukraine against Russia? And an overwhelming majority of them was like, yeah, we're pro-Ukraine. But when asked, what, percent, well, what percentage of people in America would be willing to fight a war for Ukraine? And 70% of them said, we wouldn't. Mm. This was at the time when the sentiment against Russia was at its peak. Yeah. So it's not just rednecks. Even in the North but isn't of that America, a, most people are like, yeah, we're not going to send our but isn't that soldiers a, but isn't to that fight a, Isn't war. that a good thing? Hasn't everyone just become... No, it's a bad thing for Ukraine because they were depending on that kind no, of support. No, I know that, but it's a bad... And they picked a fight yeah, yeah. with Russia. It's a bad thing, thing for, for Ukraine on a micro level, but on a macro level of like the narrative of what is war and this idea of what's the purpose of, of it, that's changed. And that's a good thing. Because war is ultimately a moneymaker a lot of the time. Not all the time, but a lot of the time. And historically for America, most of the time. And let's not forget, it is devastating for the lowest common denominator. And fucking all the deaths. Like and the deaths. In, dude, m- most of eastern Ukraine is empty. He's in his zone of like uh, acne cream. <laughs> yeah. Half of Ukraine is empty. Like I was yeah. thinking about that. Yeah. Could, it could have <laughs> been avoided. No, but that's but what I'm saying is it's all terrible, but like it's good that the global narrative has changed now from like 
Freedom. Kill anyone. Ask questions later. That's good that that has changed. It's good. That's a good thing. I don't know. Well, time will tell if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, I think it is. But a good I can, thing. historically, America has always been, a, dude. You know how much it took for America to get involved in the Second World War? Yeah. Like they, it was it, like they didn't want it. Like Chomsky talks about this when he was a kid and uh, in the thirties, and Hitler was you know at its peak. Americans by and large loved Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> like talk about like joining the war was insanely difficult when most yeah. of the population supported the Nazis. Did they join for the money? No, it was like the Pearl Harbor thing, but there's yeah. entire conspiracies how that was like orchestrated no. or but the officially like Japanese screwed up by attacking Pearl Harbor and yeah. by attacking because now the the battle was in uh, American territory, yeah. and so they joined. No, I, yeah. But if if the Japanese hadn't attacked any of the American territories, yeah, it's you can imagine a world where America had never joined the war. In which yeah. case, but you don't think it's a positive thing that people are becoming anti-war? Nah, I think they were always pretty anti-war. Man. Yeah, most people don't. Okay, like fine. That. Do you think it's a positive thing that you know because of that they're not invading Russia, for example? Yeah, that's surely that's a that's good not thing. the reason they're not invading Russia. Nukes are the reason they haven't invaded right. Russia. So you think that Dude, if America was the only country after the war that had nukes, it would have invaded pretty much every country. <laughs> yeah, I think you, I think you, I think you're sort of like being cynical about it. I think there is a general like uh, perspective in the that the sort of lexicon, the zeitgeist now that it's like it's a scam. It's a military. It's a military industrial complex making more money. It's just a scam. But and you know what? That wouldn't when have happened. Talking, that wouldn't have happened fucking twenty years ago. Nah, man. Look, when Nixon was uh, forced to resign, uh, I remember watching a vox pop of all these people in their seventies, and they were saying, "What do you think about the uh, U.S. Uh, power nexus at the moment?" And they were just saying, "I just think that whoever has the most money wins." Yeah, I think that a lot of our money just goes into the military industrial complex. Right, so they believe should be out. Look, there's a crack on the street. Yeah, I've been there for twenty years. Yeah, clean that up, man. So uh, it's the same. <laughs> you think it's, it's always thing. been like? It's that. always been like that. It's just that, as Chomsky says, uh, there's there's actually I can't remember the study that he was talking about, but he was always bringing it up, which is that the eight bottom eighty five percent of society is exactly the point in. Uh, 1984, and 85% of the population, their wants and desires are never registered mm. in Congress. Right. It's just that nothing that they ever want ever is passed. Then when it gets to the top 15%, like, you know, 7% of the time or something with what they want gets passed. And then you get to the 1%, then it's just like 98% of what right. they want gets passed. Right, okay, so that, it's that, that power stru structure is still there and that's just not going to change. Which is, and this is the whole thing that I'm always trying to make the distinction of between the US and Australia, not the same parliamentary system, which is why when you get Albo in, it's just like, bam, you know, super portfolio for climate change reform instantly we're just changing all of our relations around all the pacific island nations yep. in you know two weeks it's just yeah decision that's, after that's decision after decision but in the u.s you have one democrat that has financial interests in coal and then nothing on climate change can get done even when the rest of the party wants something done it's but, a system designed to do nothing but what about like your elon musks you know i don't think these kind of billionaires would be like pro war i think there's more influence but now that's, yeah but that's not he's a billionaire in a 
He's a, he's also, a fish he's a, in a big pond. Right. Oh, like Elon is crazy. <laughs> Why? He is not a well-functioning human being. No, I know, but I'm he's just... He's constantly stirring shit up on Twitter I just, when yeah. he should just be a normal billionaire. He's always talking crap. Yeah. That's fine. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, man. Kanye West a billionaire. Do you know Tesla is appealing? They're begging to get Elon off. What? Yeah, well... Because it's affecting them. Well, I heard this. This is the new conspiracy theory about why Elon Musk bought Twitter. It's because he knows that Tesla is really overvalued and so he needs to siphon money out of it into something that uh, is actually able to hold That makes itself. sense. And, that makes you know, sense. If he makes something that makes global headlines, like I'm buying Twitter, and he's saying because he's defending free speech, it seems like that's a good reason to sink a third of your wealth or whatever it was into another company. That makes without sense. Without freaking everyone out. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, don't know, I, I still think that there's uh, more of a shift like, here. I, I remember the, one of my first assessment of uh, Elon was that he's that Batman hero who's waiting to be a villain. Right. And uh, he's going to be... He's become a villain. <laughs> Why? <laughs> really? I don't know, I man. think everyone's way too harsh on him, man. I just think that... I, I don't think he's a villain. I don't think he's a villain. I think he's somebody that has these crazy ideas in his head of... We're going to go to Mars within the next two years. And we're not going to go to Mars in the next two years, but he's thinking like that. And he has the money to kind of put the wheels in motion to move it that way. But I don't think he's this scam artist as people think he is. No, he's not a scam artist, but he's like, he's not, uh, he, he, he doesn't have his head straight on or head on right. True. And me just saying that he siphoned all of his money out so he could buy Twitter just doesn't really... So that's the point that he's a scam artist. <laughs> well, I, again, I but don't the thing is, no, I, I like, I, dude. Again, my main point: there's other billionaires to go after, and you think, including him, you think that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think it's more profound than you guys think that the majority, seventy percent, wouldn't be involved in. I think, I think that, I think because of the internet too, people have people at least. They might not have more power, but they definitely have a platform and they're more vocal. And if there's if seventy percent of people are saying no to war, I think that's way more profound than you're giving it credit. But it's worse. They're not saying no to war. They're saying no to them fighting the war. They're happy for the war. Well, they have to fight the fucking war. Like the military. Well, no. Like what I'm in terms of Ukraine, they are happy for Ukraine to fight war because that keeps Russia sort of con contained, which is. Ridiculous because it's so far away from the U.S. Yeah. So they're happy for Ukraine to be the sacrificial lamb, but they don't want to go and fight the war. Don't you think Biden feels as if America has massively fucked up? Like, surely Biden's looking at NATO and being like, we went too far. No. Biden is looking at NATO and making it even bigger. Shit. Now Europe is actually spending billions of dollars into making like one of the largest land armies in the world because of the Russian aggression. For fuck's sake. Which is fine for them. Like it's good that, you know, there's some sort of like uh, checks and balances on Russia going and invading every country they want. But like, I don't know, just the Ukrainian one was handled pretty badly. But after this, where's Russia going to go? Finland? They, They're not going to win the hearts and minds of the Finnish. Yeah. <laughs> you call Peter Zehan. It's step one of step six. There's like a lot What's of other countries. Step six, France. I think Bulgaria. <laughs> step six is yeah. Bulgaria. I don't see them expanding. I, I think that... Well, he, he, they're fucking like 
getting they pushed on. They need to and negotiate this. Did Russia got pushed on and they pushed Russia back? Russia and its neighbors need to figure this out. Yeah, but they got pushed on and they pushed back. He, Harpseal really oh, hates. I'm with you, Harp. Zihan. Oh, what? That's it. Relax. Zihan is more of an enemy of the people than Elon Musk. <laughs> There, I said it. Uh, uh, yeah, Marilyn said Poland. Yes, that's one of the steps as well. They're not going to fucking invade all these countries. They got pushed on. It's like that metaphor that it's like if China was in fucking California. That's what's happened, you know? China is in California. Most of the Beverly Hills properties are owned by Chinese. Is that true? Hollywood as well. Think about it. That's yeah. Look, they're not... They make making move, points. They're making the soil fertile. You make good points it's, Is there. it a coincidence that Mulan came out recently? <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> you get what I'm saying. Like, I think... I don't know. How am I the one here that's like red-pilled? I don't know. I, no, no, whatever. Look, the people are rising. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like... If you were Russian, you wouldn't think... You know, if any, you know, if, if if we were Russian, we wouldn't be thinking what we're thinking. And it's like, it's two sides to every story. I'm not justifying them, but it's like, you know, if you get NATO on your doorstep, you know, it, like from my understanding, NATO was basically like, can we shut up shop in, uh, in Moscow? <laughs> right? Well, no, we're just putting a boundary. Around yeah. It. We're not going into Moscow. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Did you hear about when uh, uh, McDonald's closed down in Russia? Yeah, no. Uh, this fat dude yeah. chained himself to the McDonald's. <laughs> and he was like, over my dead body. Dude, you know what's crazy about that? Macca's like, is not hard to make. Make it at home. It's cheaper and better. Like, someone should have come up to him and be like, dude, I'll teach you how to make a burger. <laughs> it's so easy. Do you think that fat man wants to make his own burgers? It doesn't he even... He likes Macca's because of the convenience. It doesn't even take that do you know, long. Do you know the name of but the... Yeah, I guess you're right. But for fuck's sake, if you're at a point where... I mean, it does take a lot more effort to chain yourself to a McDonald's exactly. to make a burger. Here's, I'll teach you know, t- take teach a man how to fish. Like fuck, man. Yeah. Do you know the name of Maybe the new McDonald's in Russia? Sorry, sorry. The name of the new McDonald's in Russia Mc- is Mc- uh, McLennan. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so good. That's what he'd want. Uh, the, uh, it's in Russian, but the translation is "It's tasty." Full stop. Not bad. That's pretty sick. It's tasty. That's what I like about the Russians, to the point. <laughs> you know, none of this McCosburger shit. Is, is Russia sure. still safe? To, can you, can, can, can an Australian travel to Russia? I think it's you technically can, but the advisor is would not recommend. Dude, you know my brother knows, and I probably shouldn't be saying this in a live pod, but I won't give any names. My brother knows a slew of Russians that live of course here, he does. Yep. here on uh, fake illegal passports. Yeah. Oh, you know, you can dob, a name, dob them in it. and he could get like a reward from it. I don't think he's going to do that. I probably shouldn't have Australian said Australian anyway. Border Force <laughs> would appreciate that. Actually, for all intents and purposes, that was a joke. <laughs> I'm a funny <laughs> comedian. But anyways, funny thanks comedian. for joining us tonight. I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's pod. If you did enjoy it, consider becoming a patron. On the friendly Geordie's podcast Patreon sign channel. Uh, and join us. If that's not a reason to sign up, I don't know what is. Join the Uplate gang where we release exclusive friendly Geordie's Uplate podcast. I was actually looking at our Patreon today because Waves, that's the only way I get interested in things, has a Patreon for like extensive, uh, uh, extensive freebies and demos and VIPs and all this shit. And his tiers are astronomically more expensive than ours. Ours are fair, fairly priced for the content you get. So, you know, go over there. It's classy. 
And the top tier is pretty tough, let me tell you. I'm, I'm not just, like, I was looking at it today, and I was just like, not bad, boys. Not bad at all. <laughs> nice. And if that's not a sale, I don't know what is. I mean, fucking it's Look, from it's the three good. people that are on the podcast, I really think you should do it. <laughs> <laughs> I have no vested interest. I just like good content. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for joining us. We'll see you cool guys. Though. Missy's actually a fan of the podcast. I'm a big fan. Which is more than Ali and I. We're, <laughs> we're workmates. <laughs> <laughs>